0: Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detay along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and on our Oakland Hardjulis Talk and Text Line, former Major League Baseball pitcher. Man, he's uh, at all the LSU games, especially at home, Scott Sanders, also uh, Cam Sanders' dad. So, Scott, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. And, uh, man, before I ask you about LSU, man, heartbreak city last night for the Colonels. They beat USM a really good baseball team. Then you go to South Alabama. Hadn't beaten them since 2013. You had them by the teriyaki. Okay, you had a two-run lead in the ninth inning, and man, it slips away, and you lose it uh, on a strikeout. And then the ball gets away from the catcher in the tenth inning.
2: Man, yeah, that was what's up, fellas. Good, thank y'all for having me. First of all, but man, I I stayed up and watched that game me last night. Scott. <laughs> You know, it was 6-1, to one and I kind of turned off early, just was going back and forth with LSU, and I went back. And it was 6-6, six, six, okay, and then Nichols went up three times, and they just couldn't. That's the one thing that's tough on Nichols, you know, in, on the smaller schools on the, on the midweeks, you know, because, you know, they have to save their, their – their, a lot of times try to save their main guys to pitch big innings on the weekends. And, you know, they used a couple of their big guys early and pulled them out, and it just didn't work out. But, man, they battled and That's that team's gritty, you know, because was six and one at South Al had won since two thirteen. They could have quit and they didn't. So, even though they lost, I'm still proud of, them of what that have been nice back to back wins at Southern Miss and South Al.
0: You better but. believe it. That have been that have been a great deal, and man to have it that close, you one strike away. One strike away, not once but twice, and uh, couldn't put it away. But you got to give South Alabama a lot of credit too, well, well, Scott. The, the, you got to the, give and, them a lot of credit, and,
1: Scott. And Mike, the worst scenario is, uh, you know, you say okay, like with the Saints, Nolan No Call going to the Super Bowl. You know what? To me, is the worst case baseball college scenario: freaking Arkansas uh, to win the College World Series. What? Now, now think about yeah. what happened. What a pop up that you dropped. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you <laughs> got to be I kidding
2: me. Kid. <laughs> I feel for that kid that didn't catch that pop up because I'm thinking, like, he's got to live the rest of his life thinking if I just catch this, if I it, just. Exactly. Over, yeah. If I would not have overrun that pop up, we'd have been national champs and wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when you look at it, you got two outs of what's going to occur. That to me is the worst college baseball uh, example of not being champions, uh, so close but so far. But uh, Scott, how do you view? And I think this is great, and I think this will continue through the years. That LSU should always go to Houston. You know, look uh, and playing at Rice. I mean, we can't always play at the box. You got to play in a different environment. You got to learn to play on the road, a different type field, different conditions, getting ready for SEC play. But I think what's also attractive, you're throwing a bone to uh, I think is the largest LSU alumni base in Houston area. So, uh, to me, this is a no-brainer that all of a sudden it ends up being, I don't know, like, uh, what, three, four, a five-game road trip in Houston, and then you play into your fan base out there and how much they love LSU baseball.
2: No, it's actually a no-brainer, and you are right. Houston is LSU's biggest fan base outside of Louisiana, obviously. So, number one, that's a no-brainer. Especially nowadays with how important NIL is, it's really a no-brainer, right? Because now, I can promise you some of that oil money in Houston's flowing through to these guys on the field, not only in baseball, but football and basketball and, and yada, yada. But uh, it's, no, it's a no-brainer. And, and the other reason why it's a no-brainer is because a big school like LSU, they don't, ve- they don't go on the road very often until their conference takes off, right? LSU is right. not going to go to any school and play a three-game series until its conference play, right? They bring people to the box. They sell out the box. They generate revenue. That's how it works. But Houston's a no-brainer with the, with the alumni base. But it also gives these young guys and new guys a chance to, to, to go on the road. And Jay Johnson said earlier in the week, he said, this is a great trip for us because I like to take the guys away from the box um, before SEC starts because we get to stay in a hotel. We get to take a bus ride or sometimes yep. a plane ride. And it's camaraderie. And he feels it brings his team clo- closer together. And, obviously, anytime you go to Texas, you're going to face good baseball teams. And uh, so, yeah, that Houston series, when they got the Minute Maid, and, you know, last year they played Texas, I think it was, uh, on the midweek. And then, obviously, they're playing Texas tomorrow. But it, it's a no-brainer, and it's, a, it's actually a, a really good, you know, kind of a test for them because, you know, SEC starting right down the road.
1: Now, Scott, uh, what's your take, uh, you being the pitching expert and all, uh, I'm very high on uh, Kate Anderson. Uh, the freshman left-hander, uh, considering I think the defense kind of let him down uh, that inning uh, against Rice. Uh, but but uh, to me, the way he's pitching and his confidence, uh, you wouldn't know that he's a freshman.
2: You know, I agree. He is, <laughs> uh, he's going to be knocking on the door for, for a Sunday start in SEC play if he keeps doing what he's doing. I mean, I, I have a feeling that Jay probably is going to want to keep him midweek, you know, because, I mean, you put him out against midweek teams and kids 92, 94, touch 95 with a breaking ball. He throws strikes. He competes. He doesn't – I mean, he, he's he been put in a couple of positions like last night where he could have cracked. And as a freshman, he just looked like, hey, I'm a pro out here. Right. And I'm just going to take business to get my team back to the dugout and let them score three, four, five more runs and, and erase those three unearned runs that I got put on me. And it will be a blip in the radar. But – I'm high on him, but I mean the i mean the way he's going, you know he he'll be a guy'll be they'll be competing for a possibly you know a weekend starting an S e c play at some point possibly
0: Scott uh, as a pitcher, you didn't i think be impressed with this Texas last weekend, they played Cal Poly, okay, in three games didn't give up a a run in three games. Your thoughts on if you got that type pitching staff because the Longhorns from a hitting standpoint is matzo matzo. But my thing is you don't need a lot of runs if your pitching staff basically shuts out a team three straight games.
2: Yeah, that's hard to do at any level. That's um, even hard to do in high school. It's hard to do in, in, in Little League. Um, <laughs> but And I'll be honest, Cal Poly is is not a, a – they're a, they're a decent – they're a decent program. Um, I actually watched them play against University of Missouri over the weekend and they beat they beat Missouri I think three to two in the opening game or something. But uh, but yeah, to, to go out and put up three goose eggs. I mean you know, obviously it takes starting pitching, but it takes relief pitching, it takes defense. It just shows the type of team Texas has and obviously with them coming into the SEC it's you know, that's just another uh just another juggernaut that's gonna be joining here to, to make that SEC even even tougher.
1: Now, uh, Scott, uh, when you look at expectations and what's going to come about um, uh, and and that, you know, uh, is it like almost right now, uh, and I think it's like this even for the football program, because you've got expanded playoffs. So, okay, uh, well, I don't know if we're going to win. Can you win a national championship or at least be maybe in the title game once every five years? But, uh, you know, right now, LSU fans, they they tell me, oh, uh, we've got (laughs) to at least be in the top 12. Where now, what Coach Johnson has done, it's kind of like an even look how competitive uh, SEC baseball is. They kind of almost approach, well, I don't know if we can win the national championship, we got to go back to Omaha. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, and when you look at the competition, I mean, I get much is given, much is required and the expectations. But it seems like, and I think Coach Johnson embraces this. Uh, that that's the expectations at LSU.
0: Scott, we had uh, Todd Walker on it, and Todd said, uh, guys, this is the start of a dynasty build. Very With similar the talent to Skip Burtman. And depth, and he said exactly that. Similar to yeah. Skip, that you are watching the early stages of that dynasty being pieced together.
1: Well, and uh, Scott, we all uh, trust uh, Todd Walker. I mean, hello. Uh, come on. I yeah. think he was a stud.
2: <laughs> he was. And he knows the game of baseball, but yeah, what Jay's building is is special. He uh, it's funny because I when I talked to him after he won the national championship, I said, you know, I, I knew I knew what he would put together again, and I said, you know, told him congratulations, and I told him I said you're gonna do it again this year, coach. And he looked at me, and says, one game at a time, one game at a time. <laughs> he, you know, and, but that's how he thinks. You know, he doesn't. You know, and, and obviously fans are fans, right? They they yeah. they kids, they love the program, they love LSU, they love the. Being at the box, they love Skip Bertman. They love Todd Walkers. They love the Ben McDonald's. Um and, You know, to them, it's national championship or we had a bad year. Um But you know, these days, baseball is, is it's a tough game. Uh You know, it's the one game that you know the LSU can lose to, to to Stony Brook. You know, five to two, and they come back and beat Stony Brook, beat the beat the brakes off them. You know, two days right. later. But you know, um it's a lot of times it's about that guy on the mound and. But baseball is, is a tricky sport. And the way I look at it, what with, with Jay's building, I, I think he's, he's a realist, and he knows that it is probably Omaha a bust for him every year. If he doesn't make it to Omaha, it's not a successful year. But to think you can go back and win it back-to-back years or two, or two out of three or even three out of five or two out of five, it, 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 it's, it's not going to happen. It's not right. going to happen very often, I don't, in my opinion. I mean, could it happen? It could. But it's just too many moving parts. Now, I've uh,
1: got uh, a couple of questions that came to mind. Um, you know, it's like almost LSU's at the point where uh, where we're vomiting left-handed pitches. I mean, it's like <laughs> way beyond a double digits. You know, like, oh, can we have maybe one or two guys? Now it's a overabundance when you got lefties. Uh, I, 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 I want you to comment on that uh, because— uh, that to me you know when you, when you, okay when you say okay this is what we're going to do the strategy in off season who you bringing in talk about uh, their goal and and then now you can't just be a left-hander just to be throwing left-handed you have to be high quality and then also um, when you talk about that Stony Brook game how coach Johnson was like hey listen and it takes them off uh, we got to be more disciplined at the plate i think coach Johnson he loves a game when we might have total like either walks or getting hit by pitches. If it's double digits and then we have ducks in the pond and we're not commit, he thinks that's a great game. Plate discipline, comment on that, and also the left-handed pitching staff.
2: Yeah, so obviously, you know, obviously, I, I remember a couple of years ago LSU had no lefty, and then they had one right. or two lefties. <laughs> I think there's eight or nine now, and and you know, I'll be honest. I mean, they have they have some dudes down there that are lefty, like Nate Ackenhausen, who's who's a was a huge deal last year and literally helped carry LSU to the national championship. Is like he's like fourth or fifth, seems like down there. You know I mean he's still a he's a pro. He's like right. he's, he's not a pro, but he's a pro in the boy. He's 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 a, he's a veteran in the bullpen. But you know, you look at stuff wise, he's like fifth on the depth chart wise in the bullpen you know so number one that's a good problem to have um you know for sure because he's got a lot of options down there but uh but yeah Jay's a big time play discipline guy you know uh, uh, looking at some numbers you know they got 29 hit by pitches and 58 walks that's 87 total free bases in eight games right oh nine games i think it is which is, is pretty impressive right right and only 53 strikeouts remember last year yeah, you know, LSU did have more power last year if you add the numbers up, right? But they had a lot more strikeouts. So he, he's kind of figuring out a little, a little different way to kind of, you know, to 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 to, to, to you know to, to make this happen, and um, and that's what good coaches do, you know, because you know Dylan Cruz is gone, and you know he started the guys, you know. Um, so many guys that Joe bear, you know, hit 15, 16 home runs. And even Jordan Thompson, I think in it, but eight or nine or 10 or maybe 12 and do hit 15. So they're finding different ways to win ball games. but that's the thing about Jay. Jay is going to find a way to give his team a chance to win at the end of the game. Well, well you know, Scott, you know, how this day and age, nobody has
1: patience. You watch it. Whether it's a major league game or a college baseball game, you want the fast pace. Um, I think Jay Johnson would have no problem if the game lasts like three or four hours. It, you know, if we're extending games and we got, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, three-two counts and then we're walking or we getting hit by pitches, that, that he embraces that. That, okay, was the bottom line to help us uh, long-term to be disciplined at the plate? I'm not worried about how long the game lasts. Now, if you're an LSU fan, as long as we win, well, we don't care about that. But, but you know the whole thing, how everything wants to speed up everything. Speed up, speed they, up.
0: They're trying to speed yeah, yeah, the game yeah, up even yeah. more. Uh,
1: but the whole thing, okay, uh, what? Uh, that, that was a two-pitch at bat? Uh, come on, we got to be more disciplined than that. And I think that's one thing when the game LSU has lost this year that Coach Johnson was ticked off at, that we weren't more patient at the plate. I think you've kind of elaborated on that.
2: Yeah, well, obviously it in sports, anytime. You have a premier coach. The longer the game goes, the better chance he's going to have to outsmart, outwit, you know, the other guy. And uh, you know, and that's one thing that he's going to always want to do. He's definitely, he's definitely a guy with his hitting system that, you know, he wants he wants you to see multiple pitches. So hopefully, in one at bat, you can see multiple mistakes. Right, a hitter may miss one mistake, but a good hitter rarely ever misses two mistakes. Um, you know, but if you swing at the first pitch and it's not a mistake, that pitch is going to probably get you out eighty percent of the time. Right. If you wait if you wait them out and see five or six pitches and you see two mistakes, that's when your college guys are gonna hit three fifty, you know, or Dylan Cruz who hit what a four twenty five, yeah. whatever it was. You know. But um but that's what good discipline hitters do. They can wait you out and, and they, they're gonna make you get them out instead of so the pitcher wants to make the hitter get himself out. And as a hitter, you wanna make sure that you, you get, figure out if you're going to get yourself out, it's going to be on your pitch and not on, you know, not not, not on something that he's just flipping up there for you to swing at 0 O count. You know, because a lot of people watch baseball like, oh, he just took the first one right down the middle. Well, it really wasn't right down the middle. It probably wasn't in his hitting zone. You know, a good hitter is going to look for one pitch with an 0 count. You know, if your pitch is uh, is up and in, if that guy throws it up and in, you're swinging, right? If he throws your slider down and away, you take it. You know, so, um, but, but Jay has those guys – with a really good game plan, and in uh, you know, like I said, it's off I me. Mean, they're hitting like three thirty as a team, which is absolutely ridiculous.
0: Scott, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciated, bud. Always on target with everything you talk about. We appreciate your time.
2: That's right. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great evening. All, All right. righty. Thank you,
0: Scott. Thank you, Scotty Sanders, former Major League Baseball pitcher, also a former Nichols State Colonel uh, baseball pitcher.